we were read on the Feast of the Apostles and Martyrs. So we were read today in honor of St. Paul. The first reading, Galatians and also Acts of the Apostles, give, both give a very good overview of this day, the conversion of St. Paul. So I don't have to reiterate that. Uh, the, the key thing to remember is he changed his life. He's converted. In Greek, conversion is called metanoia. And a good way to describe metanoia is turning something inside out. Uh, when I was a child, my grandmother took in sewing to, to make money. And she always had a pile of ladies' clothing next to her. Actually, pieces of clothing, like an arm or a skirt and things like that. And my job was to, after she sewed something, to pick it up and get the little scissors and turn it inside out and make sure the point of whatever she was sewing was sticking out. So whatever it was was completely turned inside out and the seam was not seen on the outside. So it was hidden. Uh, I could still remember doing that. Her name was Rosalia, wonderful grandmother. But grandmothers are like that. Grandmothers uh, always have good relationship to their grandchildren. Sometimes I say it's because they have a common enemy, but we're not going to go there. So St. Paul converts. He turns his life inside out. Now, he was really a wild Jew. He was a Jew. He was a Pharisee. He was educated. Uh, so he knew what he was doing, and he was faith-filled. He did all this stuff with great faith, but when you kill people in faith, well, we did it too in the Inquisition, it, it puts a, a taint to it. So he, he used to go into Christians' homes and drag them out and bring them to the courts. And because they were Jews who converted, they were condemned and many were killed. So that was his lifestyle. And he was very proud of it. See, that's the thing. To be converted from something you don't care about, no big deal. But he was very proud of being a Pharisee. He had single-mindedly uh, done the ministry as he understood it to be. And then this incident happens when he's thrown off his horse and he tells it in Galatians, but also uh, the author of Acts tells it again, the same, vi same uh, vision, how he was driving toward Damascus and he was thrown off his horse and the light came out of the sky and out of the light a voice came, and which is very interesting because the voice comes to us, why do you persecute me? And then the whole dialogue, who are you? He says, I'm Jesus of Nazarene, whom you are persecuting. Um, when we hurt one another, as Paul was hurting his enemies, we're persecuting Christ. That's our theology. We have what Paul created was basically a theology of the body of Christ. And last week's readings reiterated that and you'll hear it again this week, the different part of Corinthians, in which every part of the body is important, and no, no part of your body is unimportant. And, and, and the, the analogy was great. He says, like, for instance, if you hurt your eye, your finger doesn't say, oh, it doesn't bother me, it's my eye. It, it's my body. So if I hurt my eyes, my nose, my foot, doesn't matter. I'm hurt. Yeah, it's specifically then that part of the body, but I'm hurt. And just think of that in the reference to Paul's theology, that 
when we hurt people, even if it's one person, we're hurting all people. When we're nasty toward one person, we're nasty toward all people and Christ, because we are all members of the body of Christ, all baptized into his body. And when you think of it that way, we have an obligation to be respectful of each other. And, and Paul doesn't say necessarily um, only Jews, because that's what he was, and he doesn't say only Christians. The responsorial psalm and the, the acclamation said, as quoting Jesus, go out into the world and preach the good news to everybody. So even though everybody is not yet Christian, everybody is a member of the body of Christ. So there might be Jews, Muslims, atheists who are members of the body of Christ. So no, they weren't baptized into the body and theologically they're not part of the church, but they're part of the body of Christ because God created them all and our job was to preach to all of them. And I preach with words, you preach with attitude, with prayer, with caring, however you go to another person, you're preaching. St. Francis always said, you know, uh, he was called to, to be a preacher and sometimes use words. So our example to one another is how we relate to God, to Jesus Christ. And the conversion that Paul experienced gives us hope. Things can change. We can change. Forget pointing to everybody else. Let's look at ourselves. I can change it. There's something within me that's nasty, that's rude, that's non-faith uh, oriented. I can change. I, I have the ability to change. And I could become a better person. That's hope. I mean, you couldn't get worse than Paul as far as persecuting the church. And you couldn't get better than Paul as being our first theologian. Most of Scripture after the Gospels, is all Paul. Yeah, there are little letters here and there, but Paul gave us our foundation of Scripture. As he understood Christ, he brought it into his, his life and his writings, and that's what you and I observe. You and I really keep the theology of St. Paul given to him by the boss, Jesus Christ. So, when we get nasty to one another, when we cut somebody off or someone cuts us off and we want to say something nasty, realize that that member is a member of the body of Christ. And by my insulting him or her, I'm actually insulting myself. Think of that. And if I'm insulting myself, I'm also insulting my God, Jesus Christ. So let's look to Paul as a symbol of conversion, possibility of changing inside out, and hope.